Welcome to 90% Mental. I'm your host, Grant Parr, and thank you for joining us for our 61st episode. As a mental performance coach, I have the honor to work with athletes to enhance their mental game and give them the tools to unlock their full potential. The reason why I created 90% Mental is to bring awareness around mental performance within sport by interviewing athletes and coaches so they can share their stories and perspectives on the mental game. So today I have Tasha Robinson-White, former manager of Floyd Mayweather Jr., and author of Right Hand to the Champ. Tasha's going to share some intimate stories from her book that highlight her experiences working with Mayweather, but she's also going to touch on the kind of mindset she had to develop to manage this type of high-profile athlete. You will love her energy and her attitude. By the end of this interview, you will understand why Tasha is so successful. So without further ado, let's go talk to Tasha. Hey, Tasha, how are you? I'm good, Grant. How are you? I'm doing great. I am really excited to have you on my show for many reasons, one of them being just hearing your mindset as you were the the manager for Floyd Mayweather Jr., and just I can only imagine what it took to be his manager and all the things that you went through, but also the book you wrote about the experience, Right Hand to the Champ. So really, really excited just to hear your mindset of being a manager, what you went through, and then also talk about what you're doing now as far as being a, a coach and a life coach. And so I'm really excited to have you on my show. Awesome. Well, thank you so much, Grant, for taking out time and having me here. I'm really excited to get started and, and just talk to you. Just fill you out, fill, fill, fill out where you are. All right. I love it. I love it. All right. So yeah. I, always, I always start off my show with one of my favorite questions, and it's about mental toughness. So when you think about, as a manager, what you went through managing probably one of the most iconic boxers uh, in the history, um, when you think about your experience as a manager, what does mentally tough mean to you? Exactly what it sounds like. <laughs> mentally tough. Mentally, well, you know what? Let me just clarify. My role with Floyd, I had several roles with Floyd. It was from management. One day I could be his assistant. One day I was his manager. One day I was just the right hand. That's what the book is called, Right Hand to the Champ, 13 Lessons That Changed My Life. So just wanted to throw that in there and just kind of correct it. So I did play the manager role. I played the assistant role. I played several roles. We never really just said what it was, but I guess if you had to say what it was, that's exactly what it was. It's tough working with the toughest guy in the boxing world today. So that is something that when I think mentally tough, I think you got to be really, really strong, a strong person. You got to be, you know, emotionally intelligent. You need to be definitely confident. You got to be open to change. You got to be able to face conflict and know what you're going to do, like think ahead, you know, and just really know that, you know, there can be some challenges coming your way and it's and it's to, to throw you off, but you have to be mentally tough. You have to be strong. And me being a woman working in a male-dominating world with a, with an athlete that's obviously a man right. um, in, in the sporting world altogether, sports and entertainment is pretty much male-dominant. Women are coming up, but women have to be mentally tough. We have to be strong enough to sit at the table with that guy. And for many, many years, you know, women didn't have that. You know, we didn't even have those opportunities. So now that we have those opportunities to sit at those tables, we definitely have to be, you know, we come in with our A game and we have to be strong, stronger, yeah. a lot of times stronger than the, because we have to, 
sit there, you know, and, and really kind of up our game, so to speak. You know, I mean, we're already strong. I'm a strong girl. You know what I'm saying? I am a strong woman from my dad, you know, from, from conception. Right. However, you know, when you're in a room with a whole bunch of men, um, sometimes you have to change your mentality a little bit and you have to toughen it up a little bit. So, I mean, definitely um, mentally tough. I have to be mentally tough. So that, that's, that's you speaking my language. Yeah, I love it. I love it. Well, and I'm sure there's a, there's a lot of moments or stories throughout you know, the time that you were with the champ, but is there a specific moment or story where you can share where, I mean, literally, you had to be mentally tough to deal with a certain situation? Oh, yeah. Well, first, again, I, I stated on, on the offset that I was, at that time, there, weren't not, there were not that many women working in Floyd's camp. So I was really the only woman working in his camp mm. from, I would say, early, um, late 1990s, like 98, 99, all the way up until maybe 2000 and uh, I would say seven. You know, I was pretty much the only female working for him that I knew about, <laughs> you know, that was on payroll that I was working. And then, you know, he ended up hiring assistants and other people after that. So um, one thing is just being around all the guys all the time and really having to turn off, you know, some of my emotions as being a girl to just, you know, being one of the guys. So that that right there was a little challenging, but I made it happen. However, I remember really distinct distinctly running with Floyd, working out with Floyd one day. Cause I always wondered like, how do you continuously, you know, what, what's in your mind? What is making you win? What is making you push as hard as you do? I mean, this man right. trains like no other. I mean, when people are sleeping, Floyd is training. When his opponents are sleeping, Floyd is training. So one particular day we were, um, he was running, he would do his run, his five mile run after, uh, strenuous workout in the gym and this particular day you know he challenged me to run with him and I was like I could do it I can do it you know mind you I'm not as athletic <laughs> inclined <laughs> like he was <laughs> however I thought you know I could probably get a mile in you know come on Tasha you can get a mile in you're not that bad so usually a car would follow next to us with his team and Floyd would put his headset on and he would commence to running so I decided okay I can do this so as we're running side by side, you know, I'm getting out of breath, and I can think he can tell. He says, Tasha, don't give up. And I said, why? And he says, at that stop sign, your mom's going to get hit by a car. So in my head, don't fail your mom. Get to that stop sign, you know, and make it. Right. And then I'm like, okay, okay, I made it. So you see, you made it. Now you got to go to the next one because your daughter's at that one. And then he kept doing this over and over again. I was three miles in. I mean, I was dying on the inside, but I was three miles in. And it was because of the things that he was saying to me as every moment that I was really mentally giving up, he gave me a reason to mentally go on. Wow. So it made me get in his head like, wow, this must be, this, is, this was a glimpse of what's going on in his champion mind. You know, this is what's going on when he knows he has to get in that ring and fight. And, you know, he's undefeated. This is when he, when he's training, he's training and outthink and outsmart and outwork the next person. And what actually keeps going when you want to give up, you know, whether it's something, a negative thought or a positive thought, whatever it is, it pushes you mentally to be mentally tough, mm. to mental, to endure, to go a little bit further. And 
you know, true enough, I don't work with Floyd anymore. I stopped working with him in 2009. But that was one of the lessons that I take with me today in business is because, you know, when it gets tough, you got to know there's someone out there tougher than you, so you got to outthink them. And what's going to make you go the extra mile? What's going to make you push and, and, and stay strong mentally? Right. And whatever it takes, you have to, you know, you have to embrace that. So that was one. I have tons. And again, it's in my book, right? To the Champ, 13 Lessons That Changed My Life, available on Amazon. I love However, it. Uh, there, there's tons. There's tons. I mean, of course, working with him, even working in business, you know, working in your everyday life. I mean, you have to be mentally tough as an athlete, mentally tough as a leader. You know, you have to build people up. You're not only mentally tough in your own space, but you have to be mentally tough with your team. You know, you have to sometimes be strong enough for your team and show them how to just be as strong. But you have to teach them. Sometimes that takes toughness. <laughs> yeah, for sure. And what what inspired you to write the book? And was was Floyd okay with you writing the book? Well, what inspired me was there were some controversy of why I left. Um, and I just said, let me set the record straight. So in my book, I've set the record straight. There was nothing negative going on. It was just a place in my space where we had to different part, different ways. And it's definitely in detail in my book. And did Floyd know about it? Absolutely. From the minute I started writing my book, Floyd was informed. I would tell him about chapters. I would tell him about the title. And once I was ready to go to press, I said, hey, Floyd, do you want to read the book? You know, I'm ready to publish. He was like, you know what, Tosh, doesn't matter what you um, wrote in the book, good or bad, it's going to keep me relevant. And I just laughed because that's him. You know what I'm saying? He wants some talk. It doesn't matter what it is. Um, and I, you know, even though deep down, I wanted him to take out the time to just really read the book, because if there was something that was written in the book that he didn't want in the book, he had very, he had opportunity to let me know. But again, he's mentally tough, so he can take anything, anything that I might've wrote good, bad, unflattering or flattering. He didn't really matter to him because he's strong enough to deal with it. However, he needs to deal with it. Although everything that I wrote was truth. Everything I wrote was earnest and come. It came from my perspective, and you know, it really isn't about Floyd. It's the right hand to the champ. I was the right hand to the champ, so it's really about me. However, it pivots a lot about what I was dealing with working with him. Um, also, during that time, I lost my brother um, to gun violence in the streets. Mm. Um, I also lost my grandfather. Um, I had my own personal challenges going on. And still, I was—I had a role to play working with the world champion, you know. So I was definitely challenged mentally during that time, but I had to stay mentally tough. And, you know, because I was around tough and greatness and strength, I was able to survive. However, I do talk about the highs and the lows in my book organically. And um, the reason why I said right hand to the champ 13 lessons that changed my life there's some things that I wrote about that I probably wouldn't have just told openly um, on a normal day. However, I was being strong, and I said, you know what? If you don't tell your story, someone else will. Mm. And every and each time, it may not be always a flattering story. It may not always point me in the best light. That's why I added the little chapters or the lessons after those chapters to let you know there was a lesson learned from when I wasn't on my A game or, you know, I was in a, in a weary space. 
So the blessings are very, very important. I always say your breakdown is your breakthrough. So you definitely have to have some failures to have some successes. You have to. I mean, if when you look under anybody's success line, if you will, I don't care who it is, Michael Jordan, Kobe, the list goes on. There's a list of failures that have made up that success. And, um, exactly. yeah, so it's, it's a great point for sure. You know, it seems like your book is probably more so about adversity and how to deal with adversity. You know, obviously there's, you know, there's a great, the subject, the champ and what you went through as, as managing the camp, but it seems like there's a lot of good stuff about adversity. Absolutely. I mean, you, you have to show the breakdowns. You have to show the adverse times. That's what makes a champion a champion. You're not a champion because you don't stop being a champion because you get knocked down. You, you know, you're a champion because you know how to get back up. And that's what people don't see. Yeah, he's a champion in the world, but he had so many other things going on outside of, you know, the boxing ring that he was still dealing with. That still, you know, he still had to get through those things. But, you know, all we saw, all the world saw, was what was going on in the ring. They never really seen what was going on outside the ring. And, of course, the media and, you know, other people may put their own twist on things. And I think in my book, I clear up a lot of things that um, I think were misconstrued in the media about him. You know, I always tell people, I was like, hey, I went to Mayweather University and I studied Floydology. So, <laughs> and in it. saying that, you know, a lot of people, you know, they see Floyd Mayweather, oh, he's this boxer, he's, you know, this, this guy, Money Mayweather, he's all about the money. You know, you're not really going to see too much of Money Mayweather in my book. You're going to know Floyd Mayweather. And see, that's who I knew, and that's mm. who I worked for for 12 years and that's the person that I know and sometimes you know you know being a celebrity being an icon you you maintain a certain image whether it's a bad boy image a good you know whatever it may be you know but you don't know him and I think in my book it shows a different light of who he was and no he wasn't always flattering in my book there are some crazy things that go on (laughs) Um, but you know we both indulged in some crazy things but we also learned I mean here we are years later and I'm doing very well for myself he's doing great for himself Um, he's still the champ and I'm still the champ (laughs) I love it I love it well here's a couple questions here that I want to ask, um, you know, before we close up here, but if you could do it all over again, starting from the very beginning, would you do it? Absolutely. Absolutely. Because everything that happened then to now, to me was necessary. It was necessary for my personal growth. You know, there are a few people that helped me that I met along the way that are still in my circle today. Um, It shaped me. It's just like a workout. You know, when you first start working out in the gym, you know, it's hard. The first week or two, you're in pain. You're going through agony. But then once you get going, you know, the pain goes away and you start seeing results. But then guess what? You want to get better and better. So you're going to have to go through some more pain, some more because you're going to start adding on weights or you may start adding on minutes to your cardio or whatever. So to me, this was just a real good foundation and it was necessary, I believe, I embraced the good and the bad because, again, it helped me personally grow. Mm. So I would do it all over again. Awesome, awesome. Well, with that being said, when, when you reflect on your career, 
And I know you've talked a lot about lessons and learning from bits and pieces as you, you know, you probably outlined in your book. But when you look back at your career, what do you think is the, what do you think you've learned the most about yourself? And do you think your experience managing Floyd has helped you with your next chapter in life? Well, I'll go backwards. Yes, I do feel that that experience helped me with the next chapter in my life. And what I took most, looking back, took away from it all is that it's okay to say no. Mm. And there were some things that, you know, I can honestly say I did against my own grain um, or I may have um, tolerated and it's okay to say no. And my mentor, I have a coach and a mentor now, her name is Sherry Riley, and she explained to me that saying no isn't always a bad thing. You know, I should look at saying no to someone else as saying yes to myself. Yeah. And I think that, you know, I think now looking back, I spoke up and said more yeses and less no's or more no's than yeses. Um, but, you know, and you learn from your mistakes, but I think I definitely will. Today, I incorporate no as a positive thing. Back then, I thought no was a negative thing, and really not. It's just saying yes to another opportunity. Absolutely. I think saying no is, is, is a way of empowering yourself, and not every opportunity is the right opportunity. And as much as I, you know, we, we want to further our brand or someone else's brand, it's got to be right for both parties. So saying no is cool. I mean, it's, and it's actually kind of liberating when you actually can walk away and feel good about that no. Absolutely. Absolutely. I take a beat before I say no now or I say yes. Good. Awesome. I really appreciate you jumping on the show here and, and sharing your your experience in sharing uh, your book. And I'm going to have, I'm going to push this out on social media and I encourage all of my listeners to pick up the book and really get inside Tasha's mind and, and just see the other side of Floyd. Again, this is really cool having you on my show. I, I love getting inside your mind and, and, and sharing your mental toughness. Um, really enjoyed it. Thank you so much. Thank you so much, Trent. And I look forward to any time, you know, anytime you want to talk, I'm definitely here to talk. Beautiful. I appreciate it.